Hello, and welcome back to Manhattan Minute Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Adrianson. Been a little bit since our last uh, podcast. I apologize for that, but there was uh, three weeks in between board meetings. Just to recap what happened at the board meeting, we uh, promoted a patrol officer that's been here 21 years, Tina Yasarovich. She was a patrol officer for, well, she has been a patrol officer for 21 years with the village of Manhattan, and she is now promoted to sergeant. You know, we're just always focused on uh, building up our police department. There was a retirement that happened. And now Tina took over the uh, sergeant position. We also gave a plaque and recognition to Brian Zarnowski for being the acting police chief. He was acting police chief for a little over a year. He always uh, committed to our police department. He was always there. Call him all the time. He always answered. He uh, really takes pride in his work. So that was uh, another thing that we did. Another thing with the police department is we upgraded the pay scale, a little bit more competitive with our surrounding communities. As everyone knows, it's the world of policing is a little bit Difficult to uh, retain and uh, attract new officers, so hopefully this helps. Officer Goody has been reassigned to uh, investigations. He will be part of the Will Grundy County Major Crimes Task Force. So that's an important part of our whole area. I mean, they really step in it. I mean, hopefully we never have any major situations, but if we ever did, they bring in police officers from all over to help assist with anything that we need. So that's pretty exciting. Another thing I'd like to mention about the police department Trusty Young came up with the idea of uh, Jangles being um, part of the village here. Jangles the Elf, if you see him on Facebook in a village of Manhattan police department, is uh, bringing him around. He's um, always getting into mischief and stuff. So every time my son sees me every day, he says, what did Jangles do? What did Jangles do? That's pretty funny. And, um, you know, it's always good to see the police being involved with the community. They go around to different businesses and visit with people all the time, do uh, door checks at night. So that's the police department and what they have going on for right now with the village board. That was what happened at the meeting. So let's move on. We also passed a resolution authorizing the execution of PACE paratransit. Uh, it's a share program, so feel free to use it. Uh, we, we did a contract for a year. This is a great service for anyone that doesn't have a vehicle or, or can't get around. or You could just reach out to the village hall and ask for the number, if you can't find it, or it's on our website, PACE is a great uh, tool and a resource for us to have in a village. We already have uh, several people that use it on a weekly basis. So we also uh, got notice from the park that they're going to be putting up uh, lights on Gustafson uh, to better light up their parking lot for, uh, you know, obviously parking and stuff like that at night. So that'll be upgraded. We uh, had a public hearing for Ivanhoe subdivision, and that's just south of town on 52 across from Roadhouse 52. That's a subdivision that's been empty for a while, and we have interest. It sounds like, you know, we're going to have a builder start building homes there if everything gets approved the next meeting. You know, we're still working through some details. It'd be great to see that uh, that subdivision finally uh, come and be built and brings a lot more business to the downtown area because it'll be, if they are headed north, they can drive right through town. It also fills a vacancy because that property's been vacant for several, several years. We also uh, passed the annual uh, tax levy for the village of Manhattan, the... Uh, you know, it's never exciting to deal with taxes, as as we all know. And uh, just to be clear, you know, you look at your tax bill, it might be quite high. But if you look at the village's portion of it, it's either 10 or less than 10% of the whole tax bill. Other things that could put in that tax bill is our great schools, park, fire department, uh, township, etc. So if you look at it, you break it down. Uh, we have other sources of income through other uh, sales taxes and things like that because we're home rule. You know, when you look at your tax bill, it is uh, about 10%. I just say an average about 10% of your tax bill goes to the village of Manhattan for the property taxes. And that's something that we have to do every year. Make sure we have a balanced budget. So that's the first process of it. We have to do some more work and figure out 
what's in the budget, what has to be taken care of, and what things we want to do to improve the uh, life of uh, people that live in Manhattan. That's the main objective here. Hold the line on taxes and provide a great service for everybody. And we already have a great community here. So that's all we got to do is just take care of that, maintain safety. That's why a big part of uh, building up the police department is important as we grow to ensure everyone you know, stay safe and keep that great community feel. So those are the main highlights that happened at the village board meeting last Tuesday. I have a few more things to share. We had a, a few events since the last podcast. Uh, one of them was the Parade of Lights, which was excellent. The scavenger hunt from the Chamber of Commerce. I was at the village hall with a couple of trustees and uh, we were stamping postcards when they came by and uh, we had a pretty good flow of traffic. So it looked like the kids enjoyed it. They had a good time. Right after the Parade of Lights, we went to the, uh, you know, where the tree lighting is and uh, in Times Square. And man, there was, had to be 1,500 people at least. And um, it was great to see that turnout. We're going to prepare it a little bit better next year. I mean, it's a great tradition. We just want to upgrade our, you know, sound system. And so I didn't get any hot chocolate. It was out already. There were several kids that were enjoying it. And that's good to see. Next year, we're going to have to um, double or triple our order if it, you know, hopefully the weather is good. So we had a good time. I'd like to thank the uh, township as always. They did a lot of work putting that tree up. Public Works does a lot. Uh, our police, EMA, I mean, it, it just goes on and on, everyone working together. So it's always good to see that. Uh, a couple of construction updates. Uh, looks like Duncan is still going, and it, it's pretty much almost complete. They're having a little bit of a struggle with the kitchen equipment. The kitchen equipment is on back order, so hopefully we should still see it open and, uh, you know, right after the first of the year, we, we'll have a little more updates in a few weeks. But the Duncan sign is out there. The, the parking lot's all done. They're doing the lights. It's good to see that building come up and, and be restored to a usable space and provide a service for the community. We have a new facade going on the Village Hall. And I know I talked about this before, but it's going to start uh, next week. They're going to start on Burkott's side. And then they're going to work their way down by the Village Hall, weather permitting. So that'll be exciting to see all that uh, new facade out there, the new signs out there. And then in the spring, we're shooting to do new landscaping at the Village Hall and make everything really nice. And it's all part of the whole beautification process just to keep, uh, you know, working at it a little at a time. The other thing is the AT&T line over on Cedar and Baker that's finally being moved. Uh, looks like they have it mostly completed. And that's a very good thing so that we can be on the list for the very first available spot in the spring for Austin Tyler to go out there and and uh, fix that road in that intersection. That's been a long time coming and put the turn lanes in. They're also going to, if you're going into Hanover, that uh, little island that's there, that seems to be always in the way. Every time I turn into Hanover Estates, I almost hit that little, that skinny island in there. That's going to be removed, so it'll be wide open. It'll be a lot more accessible to get into that subdivision with that being out of the way. I always seem to hit my tire on it or swerve out of the way. That'll be a uh, nice and clean and all redone by the by the end of spring, hopefully. Eastern Avenue, they're still working through the design process of that whole project. We're still hoping to break ground next year. We received $352,000 grant for the south end portion of that, and that's from North Street to Baker Road. So that'll be for the design engineering. And that particular section of the project from Baker to North Street, that is in a, uh, a grant list. So once we get the other north end open, we'll be able to move up on that list and hopefully we'll be able to secure our grant money for that. Uh, in the meantime, we're looking into other alternatives, what we could do to try to fix those culverts so we can open it up a little bit because the traffic that comes through there, it always seems to 
be busy and it's always rough having a one way, you know, one lane road going past when you're trying to have two cars go. It seems like sometimes people just don't want to wait. I don't know if anyone noticed, but the water tower on Smith Road, that was just power washed and clean. Uh, what that'll do is keep us uh, in good shape for a few more years before we have to have it painted because uh, having it painted is quite expensive. But as always, we're budgeting out in the future for a few years for that. Someone had emailed me, and speaking about water, someone emailed me if uh, I knew anything about the water problem in Joliet. Will that affect us if they go on city water? What does our outlook on the water look like? Well, I know that uh, we had the same study done that Joliet did, and it looks like Joliet will be out of water with their aquifer in 2030. And that's one of the reasons why they're looking for an alternate source of water. And they decided it looks like they're going to go to Lake Michigan. We are uh, pretty safe. Uh, it's all part of the same aquifer, but there's different legs that come off. And as you would say, pools, they were good until 2070 with our water. And we have a pretty deep well. It goes uh, 1,700 feet deep for our well. So we have pretty good water coming out of there. We do the, the treatment facilities. We have two treatment facilities right now. We're actually looking to upgrade a third one just as a backup because as we grow, more water is being used. We need to treat more. And if one goes down or, for example, one time two went down for a minute, it's pretty scary. We need to provide water for our residents for safety. And so, yeah, uh, getting back to uh, Joliet only had one really, they really only had one extra source of water to get, and that was the city water. We have multiple uh, sources if we ever needed to get different water. We have uh, different rivers and, and different ways and different routes that we could tap onto New Lenox's possibly if we needed city water, but we're not anticipating doing city water at all. I mean, that's just right now our water is pretty good. It's a, a pretty good price. So we're going to just maintain that what we have. And like I said, uh, we're good. To, we're good until 2070. So, you know, there's no urgency with us. Uh, and we always check on that. And John Tyke does a great job with all our water operators maintaining all that. So nothing to worry about at this point with the water. It's going to be uh, good until 2070. So um, I hope I answered your question. Uh, if I if I didn't, then, you know, shoot me another email. Or if you want to talk more, I can always give you a call. And it goes for anyone that would like to get some more information the best I can give. If you just send me an email at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail.com, and then I'll respond. And if I don't respond, I'll talk about it on the podcast. I'm hoping it seems like uh, the people that do listen to it, they enjoy it. And I'm hoping to pick up some more listeners and just continue to do this in another way of communication and talking to residents the best I can. And jumping back to events, we attended the Round Barn Winterfest this year, and that was a, a huge success in my opinion. There was 1,500, 2,000 people that came there. You know, we, we talked to the park afterwards. We'd like to participate and help them, assist them in any way that we can. Maybe we could do it a couple week weekends in December and just, you know, provide them a little bit more volunteers and some traffic control and stuff like that. If we can help out, we'd, we'd love to. But uh, it was awesome. I got to go into Round Barn. I've never been in there. I, you know, I live right over near there and I see it every day. And I always look through the window with my kids when we go to the park. But it was really cool to go in there and see how, how it was and how it's still standing after so many years. I think I was happier than my kids. Also, we had a retired resident luncheon. And that was at the Hanson Center on Wednesday. We had the uh, Manhattan Junior High Magicals came in and they sang Christmas carols. There was a lot of people there. I'd say there was about 80 people. And we did a, a rollout of our Everbridge system. That's our alert system. You can go to the Village website and uh, sign up for that. That's a very good tool. So if anything goes on in Manhattan, we have the capability of 
sending out a text message, a phone call, an email that will reach anyone that signed up for it. We can pinpoint it to a certain street. If a water main break happens, we can notify the people. So I encourage everyone to go to the village of Manhattan.org and sign up for the emergency alert system. I think that's that could be possibly why we had a several people at the tree lighting because we sent out a notification that said, you know, if you're traveling south on 52 to Manhattan, be sure to, um, you know, if you encounter traffic, it's because there's a parade. Time, that'd be great. Just sign up. If you need any help, call the Village Hall, email me. I'd be glad to walk you through the steps to get you signed up. Also at the Village Board meeting, and I, I apologize, I'm bouncing back and forth, but there's so much information that happened this time. Just trying to fill everybody in on everything as I go. And I'm, I'm doing this unscripted. I just sit here and talk about it. And like I said, I'd like to get some more people interviewed on here. Uh, hopefully I'll have, you know, our public works director, I could have him come on here and talk about just the general things that go on in the village that the public works are capable of taking care of. And they do do a lot. One thing I'd like to get back to about the village board meeting is we canceled Tuesday's meeting the 21st of December for the village of Manhattan. We canceled that meeting and moved it to Monday, the 20th of December. The reason I canceled that meeting for Tuesday is Joliet is having a, a meeting with their city council about uh, the North Point development. And I thought it was important to attend that and you know hear what they have to say and, and what's going on with uh, the North Point development in Joliet. So I'll give an update after that meeting and, and our board meeting. I'll come back and do a podcast of what uh, information I found out. So that's about it for the village board meeting stuff and what's going on in the village. Hope I got everything. Uh, there's This is not scripted, so hopefully I touched on everything I wanted to talk about. The Manhattan Messenger just went out for the second time. We're getting a lot of good feedback about it. Has a lot of information in there. You know, we team up with the park district, the school, the fire department, the library, the township, ourselves. We include uh, information even from the Historical Society, the American Legion. There's uh, always a good information in there. So look out for that. That that comes out about four times a year. Every quarter, we're going to try and do it. I do know Irish Fest is uh, going to happen. They're meeting on their on their end. They're meeting and organizing what they want to do. And uh, once I get some more information, I'll, I'll relay the message. I know it's always the first weekend in March, so it'd be good to get back to normal. ComEd will be installing new power lines. They're going to be installing new power lines to Manhattan. It's going to go down to, uh, it's going to go from Smith Road South, down 52, to Manhattan Road West, just off the side of the road on the uh, maybe half mile on the uh, west of 52 you'll see some big green transformers and they're putting a new service line out here. Uh, they're part of a big, big project for multiple areas. And it's a critical project that has to be done by June 1st. They want to put uh, electric poles down 52, but because of our ordinance, they're un unable to do that because our ordinance states that everything electric has to be underground because we don't want to be overloaded with just electric poles everywhere. I mean, we, we have quite a bit already. And it's more reliable, in my opinion, if it's underground. So they, uh, they're going to be, in order to comply with the ordinance and everything, ComEd will be charging electric users. Uh, ComEd will be charging electric users about approximately 5% of the customer's bill for six months. After that six months, it's gone. It's over with. So I looked at my bill. Looks like I'll be paying about $5.60 a month for six months. ComEd's handling that. They're the ones charging it. So just letting everybody know that uh, you see the construction out there. It's actually a good thing because we're going to have reliability. We're going to have much more power uh, capabilities as far as bringing in new businesses. It, you know, we already have the infrastructure there once this is done. So we could add that to our list. And speaking of our list, we're putting together uh, demographics and 
marketing material for, uh, you know, appropriate businesses that we would like to see in our town that would service the residents. Nothing desperate or anything like that. Just there are certain services that I keep hearing residents ask for all the time. And those are the things that we're going to target. So we have some marketing material we're working on. And uh, this will be part of it. You know, you come in here, we already have the infrastructure for electric. It's already underground. We're, we're willing to work with you. So that's where we're going with that. And uh, if anyone has any questions or would like to have any suggestions or talk about anything on here, you can email me at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail.com. I'd gladly talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. This, like I said, this is new to me. So I'm trying to work on what what I'd like to talk about and, and be prepared. And all the information I could share, I'd like to share with the residents. Again, thank you for listening.